Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur Show. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin Bizarro or on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. So that being said, I've Sam back from Roll 'em Up Taquitos for a part four. How are you doing today, Sam? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you very much for having me on. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Yeah, and so Sam, you're a busy guy, and Roll 'em Up Taquitos is a busy company. And I think that as the entrepreneur, entrepreneur that you are and how you grow companies, we've talked about sort of your, your, for lack of a better term, resume or pedigree. I mean, it goes, it started from In-N-Out Burger and um, uh, Dave's Hot Chicken. So let's take everyone back a little bit. Let's let's do a brief history of you and the companies you work for. And then let's jump right into Roll 'em Up to Ketos and like what's been going on uh, the last, basically, it's almost been two months since we talked last. So... Definitely. Uh, I had a great opportunity to work with some great brands over my uh, almost three decades of working in the restaurant industry, where it uh, started off at 17 years old, working at a beautiful In-N-Out Burger. I worked there for 14 years, started off from, you know, level one team member or associate, as they call them, all the way up uh, to a district manager. Absolutely loved it. Had a great, uh, it was just a great time there. Learned a lot and worked with some fantastic people. Then I had a great opportunity to work for another great uh, Hall of Fame brand in Raising Cane's. Uh, worked there for about five years and really had a, just a blast working there. Again, working with some great people, fantastic brand, uh, great ownership, uh, both of those brands there. Then became a franchisee for uh, Dave's Hot Chicken, uh, one of the fastest growing restaurant chains in the United States right now. Uh, doing some terrific, terrific uh, sales there at all three of these concepts that I just talked about. And I had the you know current uh, opportunity to uh, work with now roll them up and our expansion as a COO and uh, just can't wait to, to share um, the great learnings from all those concepts there and uh, also what they all have in common and uh, it's the DNA that uh, all four of those brands have in common and what I've learned from the three previous brands and uh, really working hard to uh, to make sure that happens here at roll them up. I love it. So, I mean, you're talk to me about how you when you came in to roll them up. There was one store, is that correct? Was there only one store when you came in to roll them up to Keto's? When I found out about roll them up, I found out about roll them up when they uh, had just one location back in 2019, um, and I learned about the concept uh, through a customer over at Raising Canes. Uh, so I went in as a customer on my first visit, and absolutely fell in love with the brand and uh, what I knew this brand could uh, take off to be. Uh, so I found out about it uh, through a customer on, on that first visit that I had as a customer myself. I uh, had a great opportunity to meet with the uh, owner and founder uh, via phone call. Uh, we became friends in the business. And then uh, three years later, I came on board uh, when he had already seven restaurants um, to help them as a COO and also partner in the business. So really got to see uh, the restaurant from a customer's point of view. Absolutely fell in love with it and uh, definitely saw what huge potential this brand has uh, and continues to work really hard to achieve. So it was pretty awesome how I got introduced to the brand through a customer, actually through a customer complaint. Got to see them from restaurant number one 
see their expansion, see uh, how I could help them out uh, from the perspective of a customer, and uh, now here with them in my current role. What attracts you from company to company? Like, why would you move from, you know, in and out Burgers, awesome. Why would you go to Dave's or why would you go to Raising Cane's from those companies? They're all awesome companies. I mean, what's the, what's the thing that attracts you to, to move, I guess, for lack of a better term? Yeah. And, um, you know, with these great brands, um, growing up at In-N-Out Burger, I've always, I fell in love with In-N-Out Burger when I was a, you know, a teenager. And I just, there was this energy about In-N-Out that I absolutely loved, the opportunity to go in there and work. And it just seemed like a lot of fun. And I, I think in every single brand that I look at, even when I go to, you know, different type of, of uh, establishments, I'm not, not only restaurants, but anything that there's in their DNA where there's fun, I want to be a part of. Um, and I really look for brands that have a great product, have a DNA of a great product, fun, uh, a DNA of we care about our people, um, that there's just an energy where you know that there's going to be an expansion. It's just a matter of time till this brand takes off. And that's what I really look at, you know, from brand to brand. Like I was young when I came into in and out um, and man, I got punched in the face and and what I mean by that is I went against one of my core values and I did not leave on my own when I left from In-N-Out Burger. Full transparency, I got my butt kicked out of In-N-Out because at my young age, this weird thing happens to you where you feel like you're undis- uh, like you have just you, you become cocky and you become like this. I know it all. And. There's no, there's never going to be another Sam that's going to come into in and out. And then you get punched in the face and yeah. you go, Hey, yeah. here's your last paycheck. Yeah. And I went against one of my major core values. And that was such a great, I think that that was the best lesson God could have gave me is, you know, look, Sam, when you go against your core values, and go against who you are, there's not going to be room for you on this team. And damn, it shocked me. It, sh- it like just rocked my world. Absolutely rocked my world. I look back at that and go, what a beautiful experience that I learned where God just absolutely humbled me and told me like, you have this beautiful, beautiful blessing. You've got to always take care of it. You've got to always take care of it and never go against your core values. I think that was something that was huge for me. I think about it to this day and I share it with young folks that, you know, I I see, you know, the same thing as well. And when I would go to a different brand and I would look at a different brand in, um, in, in, in Raising Cane's, right? I saw this brand and I saw exactly what I just talked about right now. Fun. Energy excitement you see you see smiling faces and then you look up and you look up at their company history and where they came from and 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 their story and then you go does this place match what my core values are 
you know, huge on taking care of people, huge on having a fun, exciting environment. And, uh, and that's what I look at, but, you know, uh, above all, I think, you know, one of the things that really, really does attract any of us, anybody that's a customer is the product. If the product is fantastic, what a great way to, you know, that brand all of a sudden, Hey, let me, let me find out more about it. So I think, uh, that's what really entices me when I go out and about, I, I went to a restaurant last night, you know, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm leaving the, I'm leaving Costco. And then I see something across the street and I say, Hey, that looks interesting. And, uh, went in there, the place looked beautiful. Unfortunately, the product didn't match. Didn't match, uh, you know, the aesthetics and, and how great the place looked. And unfortunately, um, you know, I'm going to move forward. And, uh, you know, I really look at product is absolutely everything. in and out has a, an amazing product, amazing product that you crave it. It has craveability. You talk about raising canes, the freshness of the product. I absolutely love raising canes. When I went over to Dave's Hot Chicken and I tried it, damn, that taste is mind-blowing. Right, and I really liked it. I loved the the taste, the texture of the chicken. I absolutely loved it. And then when I went into a roll them up and I tried the taquitos, same thing. You could taste the pride in the product. That's number one, number one, because it has that craveability. And then uh, the other parts that I that I mentioned already. I love this. I think that. Um one of the things that happens there's you know having good food is often the like the golden ticket into the into the place then it takes all these skills and then lining up you know brand and making the brand really stand out and and scalable for for example and i think that's part of what you're talking about here is that energy that happens that that positive energy that vibe that comes out of it it's like not only is the entrepreneur or the group of individuals that are running it um, high vibrators, I'll call them not to be misinterpreted, but they vibrate great energy and they it vibrates through their business so it's scalable. But that's Absolutely. one of the one of the things I like too. Those are the partners or people that I'm attracted to. Also, that's usually the ones I pick up for the podcast. I think that that's um, part of it. The one thing that you did say about the core values, I want to go back and talk about that. We may have talked about it in the first episode and I can't totally remember, but I'm going to talk about it here. I will say this um, because it's been two months since we've done the last episode uh, together right after Christmas and or right around Christmas is the, when you go against your core values, the unraveling that happens, um, it happened to me also, and I just I want to talk to this, and it can happen so later on in your life, or it can be that you realize you're not living up to your core values. Um, and for me, I unraveled by trying to align the company with my core values versus being like, okay, th this company no longer fits my core values, even though I built it. And there's things like that that can happen, and it's interesting... Um, when you don't build companies with intent, with core values, with brand, with energy, with like the food that represents that energy, that you can get down the road and be like, oh, I built a really great thing. 
off of hard work, consistency, and discipline. However, I miss this core value thing. And in a large scale in a company, for the entrepreneurs out there, if you miss this step, and it's interesting because in Arite Syndicate, this is our topic of the month, is core values and the lack of them and what happens to companies when they lack them. And I've experienced that. Um, and I've experienced what happens when you do have good core values. But the, the start is always with the individual entrepreneurs or the individuals in the company and how they instill it in everyone there. And, you know, one of the, uh, I'll give you, an, I'll give the audience an example. Like the, Greed is is a is a cardinal sin for a reason or whatever the term would be. I don't know. The Catholic thing in me calls it a cardinal sin or was something. I don't know what the term would be actually, but for some reason I say that. And um, it's probably a misuse of the word. But anyway, the reason it is is because the pursuit of it, the obsession of it can get the better of you. It can also magnify the next deadly sin that might be inside of you. And um, But the thing is is when we pursue greed only or we pursue money only, we're so focused on that. We're not focused on what the experience is or what the energy is of our business. We're concerned about margin and we're concerned about getting the dollar out the door. And maybe those businesses grow and holding a really tight budget is a good thing. But when you go decades upon decades and you don't improvise and you don't have the right energy and you don't have the right core values to instill that kind of growth energy and that positive energy, it doesn't matter. The business is going to struggle, particularly because in those type of cultures, individuals stay a long time. And in food, if you have good employees, they tend to stay longer periods of time, but they also get entitled if you don't have proper core values and you don't constantly keep them uncomfortable. So it's one of those things that I just want to touch upon, Sam. I thought that was something that you really hit on. I don't know if you want to talk more about core values a little bit, um, and how important they are because that was such a pivoting point in what you look for now and and the core values that are important to you as an individual, uh, maybe a little bit. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we, I've, we talked about this already. What, what I loved about working at in and out and I'll tell you this much right now, um, every single one of my siblings, all of us, we all worked at in and out It was, uh, we all loved it. We all wanted to work there. But uh, also my parents absolutely love that we work there because it taught us a lot and it reinforced the core values that were taught at home. But, you know, when when I'm putting all these things together of like what what have I learned from all these you know beautiful, great concepts? Right. They have that same DNA and they have uh, a, a right at the heart of it, the core values and the mission statement and the vision statement of the companies are not just some things that are, you know, plaques on the wall or something that they talk about at the orientation and never discuss again. It, it is a, it is part of their DNA and, and you live it and every decision that is, that is made that has to be made, you reference back to the mission and the vision statement. And I really appreciate that because um, when you talk about the core values, the core values are all over. That's, that's where you start your mission statement, right? When you're starting to come up with something, and I've had the great pleasure to to work hand on hand on creating the mission and the vision of a company, it, that, that's where it all starts off. I remember, you know, when when I first went over to Dave's Hot Chicken, that was my one of my first questions when I I met with the CEO, and I said I asked him, "Hey, 
what's our mission statement? What's our vision statement? And at that time, there was only three restaurants and we hadn't yet created it. And I felt it was extremely important for us to start thinking about, hey, as we go out into the community, as we bring folks on, this is a major part of what we should be thinking about. We should know exactly what that is for all of us, or maybe it, we haven't, but we just haven't put it on on a document. We haven't shared it, and I think that needs that. That's a very important part of it. Uh, I'll tell you, as soon as you know the current president of of um, Dave's Hot Chicken came on board, uh, Jim Bennings, that was one of his very first things that he did. Is hey, we've got to create our mission statement, and it was awesome because. It was him and I just aligned on that. And I really appreciate that he thought about this and he thought, first things first, this is where we start off. Who are we? Who do we want to be? What do we want to be known for? What do we want to be known for in our communities within uh, potential franchisees when they ask us, who are you guys? Here we go. It's right here in front of you. This is who we are. And I think that's very important. And it's also helped us out tremendously here I roll them up to really define who we are. And that will tell us, like, if we have a potential franchisee, which we're meeting a lot of folks right now, they're really excited about the brand. They want to know, hey, how do I get you guys up to Canada? How do I get you guys up to wherever it may be? Then we go, this is who we are. This is what our DNA is. This is the type of people that we're looking for. And we have to, and you have to, is this you? Is this the type of folks that you want to be a part of? If your first thing, if all you're thinking about is profitability, instead of people, this might not be a match for you. Because profits will come because you take care of your people. Profits will come because you absolutely take pride in the product that you put out. Profits will come because when you get a bad Yelp review, you don't go F them. You go, what is this trying to tell me? And how can I be a better uh, restaurant owner because of this Yelp review or this whatever complaint? If that's not you and you look at complaints and bad Yelp reviews as an adversary instead of somebody that's telling you how you can be better, unfortunately, you will not be joining our team. We're looking for people that are focused on improving their communities as you know, as you can take it as whatever way you want to take it. Oh, that's corny. You know, you're, of course you're going to say that. No, I saw, I saw it firsthand. I saw it firsthand with in and out with raising canes with these great brands that would go out to their community and just help them thrive. Guess what happened? The community came back and helped the business grow. But, but at the heart of it was we are part of this community. We want to be an active agent in making sure that this community is better. And then something funny happened. Our profits and our sales grew, right? So that's, a, that's very important. We want to make sure you identify what are your core values? Who are we trying to attract? If we're trying to grow you know, uh, franchisees, do they know exactly who we are? We want to know as much as, about them as possible, of what they are, how they run their current restaurants, how they run their current businesses, and do those things align? And um, 
And that's why I think the power of establishing your mission statement through your core values and, and sharing it with those individuals um, is a is a huge part of that. We we took about a like five to six months off of um, of bringing on franchisees because we said, hey, I think it's extremely important to s- slow down. Let's focus on operational excellence. Let's focus on defining who we are and what we want to attract. Once we've got this figured out, then we can go ahead and execute and move forward. I like this. And explain to me why, like, just let's go back again, the importance of slowing down and building a plan and getting those things in place. And and what it and when you decided to move forward, what did it allow you to do? Um, I think first thing is when when I came over and the team came over here to uh, roll them up, we we looked at everything and we started off the same way that I started at In and Out, from you know from the perspective of a brand new team member, and looked at you know how we go about opening up a restaurant, how we go about, and and I'm not talking about like a a new restaurant opening. I'm talking about from the morning procedures, I wanted to get so granular and look at it from a team member's perspective and, and put on my team member, you know, vision and saw it from their point of view and saw what we can do different, how we can do it better. So really starting off and, the entire process, the same way that I started in and out from the very basics, how are we, or, or why is it that these are the things that we do? And let's look at the entire process. And we did that. And we took, you know, a couple of weeks at looking at the process and, and writing those things down and, and writing all the questions and why, why do we do this? Why do we do that? And have we tried this? Have we tried that? But really looking at it from, you know, not the COO level from looking at it from a team member and really thinking about it and then thinking about every single process and thinking about if I'm a franchisee, how do I look at this process? Is this something that I can go, oh my gosh, I can scale this or is this very difficult? And when we first, when I first started off, you know, uh, back in, you know, mid-October, I felt like there were some opportunities for us and I felt like if we made some changes, we could really streamline streamline the, the whole process and really find us in a better way for us to scale. And so we started fine-tuning those things. And one of the first things that I did is really focus on finding great operators because I felt that's a huge part of it. Your general manager is absolutely huge. They're the most important person in the business. We wanted to find some great people out there, great people that have already worked with me in the past. And it's an absolute blessing that some of these folks here came on board. Um, To this day, they have been the only three additions that we've added on to the company. Uh, And it was three jet... It was three general managers. Nobody else in our whole infrastructure. We just made a we just made a move. We just uh, hired somebody for VP of franchise sales. He's absolutely amazing, great individual. But other than him, 
we didn't bring anybody on from October to second week of February. We didn't bring anybody on other than three general managers. And we brought three general managers that I know already have the focus of forward thinkers that love people, that are great trainers, that are passionate for training, that are passionate for quality. They already know me, so the transition was a lot easier. Um, I didn't have to educate them on, hey, this is the reason why we do it, because I've already done that at previous concepts. So when they knew that I was coming over here, they're like, hey, actually, I live down the street there. I would love to join. Boom, let's go. We added these folks on. We all learned together. So they saw me and we had that shared experience, which is absolutely huge. We were rolling taquitos by hand. We were asking each other like, hey, there's a different way of doing this. We, we should, let's think about it. We would work together. It was so much fun because it was, I really value those shared experiences because they didn't see Sam, the COO. They saw Sam working shoulder to shoulder with them. They were definitely a lot faster at what they uh, at what they did uh, than myself, um, but it was just so much fun, and I really absolutely valued that time. Um, and then, and then we just sat down, we and we we just asked each other, okay, what would you do different if you're the CEO? What would you do different, Melissa? Lauren, what would you do? Krista, let me know what you think. I like that right? a lot. And um, I think it's so valuable when you ask your operators, tell me your thoughts. Let me know what you think. What would you do different? I also think it's valuable when there's conflict between that team. I absolutely encourage a culture of positive conflict. They understand the rules of engagement. They understand you have to be respectful. But I want for you to be honest. I want for you to share what we need to hear, not what we want to hear. If we disagree, we'll talk about it. Take the emotions out of it. Our number one goal is to be eventually a Hall of Fame brand, just like those beautiful brands that we work with in the past in the in and out in Raising Canes of the World and Dave's Hot Chicken. Once you guys know what, what our goal is, and there's going to be some conflict, that's okay. Let's learn from it. Let's move forward. And that's a, a, another part of one of our core cultures is let's all talk about what we and share what we need to hear, not what we want to hear. And understand that we have one goal in mind is to work our asses off to become an absolutely great brand and a hall of fame brand. So, um, it, it was awesome because they shared their feedback as an operator. I absolutely loved it when people asked for my feedback, whether they ran with my advice or they thought, you know, um, no, there's a different way. I, I just, I loved it and I appreciate it so much when people ask for, you know, my thoughts. It let me know that they cared about me and uh, that nobody was in the room smarter than anybody else, that we were all growing together. And I really look up to those type of leaders. And I want to make sure that I emulate 
them and their great teachings that they uh, that they taught taught me along the way. One of the things, Sam, that I think that's so key about you, and we'll just talk about this. I'll just drop this. Uh, there was an article about you that it was phenomenal uh, that I love. Like you're obviously like the stellar leader in what you do and scaling franchises and leading humans and inspiring them in positive energy. And you're like a full force and in, in positivity. I feel like, like the superhero power that yours is like rallying people together and getting them together. So I just think it's so cool. And I, as you and I have talked, you've been opening up a couple, like I think three franchises for rolling up taquitos and have had a lot of success there because of sort of your stacking of skills and your leadership ability and your ability to scale things and your ability to um, lead by core values out of just out of the essence of who you are. So could you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Thank you very much for the compliment. Greatly appreciate it. Um, we had a phenomenal January at Roll'em Up. We grew three restaurants in 21 days, and it was absolutely amazing. We opened up uh, restaurant number eight out in uh, Las Vegas, and uh, that was my first restaurant opening with Roll'em Up. Again, we didn't change anybody. The only person that was added on was myself going to that restaurant opening. And what I wanted to share with, uh, with our trainers is, hey, if you guys would uh, wouldn't mind, I would love to show you guys what what I find to be a great orientation, um, how we connect with our team, how do we connect with our our customers, all that. So if you guys would allow me, I, I really want to show you what I've done with orientation and with the training process and the documents that we need and all the you know the workbooks, everything that goes into making sure that we open this restaurant and have a successful opening. And man, it was so awesome because I went back to my trainer days when I was a, you know, a divisional trainer for In-N-Out Burger and, and the great lessons that they taught as far as proper orientation and, and the proper documentation and all that. And really just going back into my brain file and digging these things out and also thinking about, the process that from raising canes and and really started to implement it with our with our restaurant out in Las Vegas and it was such a fun opening. Um, we opened that restaurant up and one of the huge kudos goes out to the franchisee. Nate did a phenomenal job with the people that he hired, right? So that was huge because they brought in a great amount of energy and we brought this energy out of them through the orientation. Your orientation is the most important day. Your day one is your most important day with your crew because that's where you're sharing, sharing with them the excitement, the passion, the pride and your core values and the core values of, of, of your concept. So we, we would, we did that orientation. Um, and what I had the trainers do is, Hey, take some notes let me know what you guys like. Let me know what you guys thought I could have done better. Let me know what adjustments we need to make because in about two weeks, we're going to do this again in Irvine. And so there were what I absolutely love about our team. They're young, they're hungry, 
they have a passion for roll them up they want they're living this dream as you know they all three of them excuse me for the three out of the four have been working with roll them up since it first started so there's already a passion there they're just new to the restaurant uh, industry and so i had an opportunity to work with them and it was really really fun and then so that was a great opening we opened up the team is pumped up the excitement level there's just a great energy there then we move on to we come back to california and we go right on in and we roll in to irvine and we have that orientation and at this one here i'm watching and they're taking the lead and they're running it and within a matter of weeks these guys are driving back from vegas they're in the car and they're talking about all right this is what i learned this is what i'm going to do there it, it's just like watching this young excited team going like okay sam move out of the way this next opening is us we're opening it and they have this passion they're going in and i am now sitting back at irvine as we open up restaurant number nine two weeks later and i'm watching them do their thing and it was phenomenal it was great we had a great opening i mean it was such a great opening and again this franchisee has figured out like hey while prior to opening up his restaurant franchisee ray and enrico they reached out and they said hey i want to do some uh pre-training beforehand can we pre-train at one of uh, your other corporate restaurants before you guys come out absolutely so they got some pre-training but see that type of mentality that's a that's when you know you have a successful partner in the business because they understand that that pre-training comes at a cost it's not free somebody's got to pay for that labor yes but, and it's like people don't realize that how much money has to also go into the front end of doing any of that stuff how many employees do absolutely. you have to take on before the business even opens how much are you shelling out in in all of that stuff beforehand absolutely so this is when you know you have an amazing franchisee and an amazing partner in the business when they go hey what could i do to make sure that i prepare my people right okay it, other franchisees the franchisees that we uh, unfortunately are not looking for or fortunately we're not looking for these type of folks is how much is that going to cost and um no i don't think in pre-training and can you cut down your training from four days to two days it, it, it's just it's just taquitos it's just a little razzle dazzle that's all you need you don't really need to spend four days of training um so beware beware of those folks that ask you what's the bare minimum and then on the bare minimum can we cut that down beware of those folks we are looking for folks that are thinking about like hey if you're expecting that we do this how about if we try this out because i think it's going to benefit us in the long run so what ray and rico figured out when they're right before opening up irvine they had their folks training in our Brea location they had zero percent turnover from the people that they hired they pre-trained them they bring them on over we opened up irvine they are kicking butt right 
on their third day of operations, they're running, they ran a 15.67% labor, which is just like, you don't even talk about labor your first week. You're talking about like just new hires, making sure we have a great customer experience. Well, they nailed it. They had a great experience. They had a great product. Their average ticket time was amazing. And we're just watching this and I'm just watching the results come in and I'm just blown away. And those things, those results and those metrics were hit because they knew, hey, there's going to be a cost incurred. Let's pay it on the front end. Let's get these folks pre-trained. Let's get them set up for success. And they're thriving, right? And uh, also we got to see, uh, we talked about early on the call, what the team and I did before we brought on more restaurants. We were rolling taquitos. We were cutting the meat. We were cooking the chicken. We were doing this. We were doing that. And we were sitting down and trying to figure out how do we make this a lot more efficient for our potential franchisees. So that work that was done months ago, we saw it flourish when we started opening up Las Vegas, Irvine. And then from Irvine, we moved on over to our, our, our third opening in the month of January in Corona. And this Corona group, this was their second, this is the second restaurant that they've opened up as a franchisee. So they already knew the business. And they asked, hey, Sam, do you mind if we take the lead here and we start training our own folks? Absolutely. Again, another great example. Take of a initiative. Great yeah. Take, take initiative. initiative. Take initiative. And so this was, I'm going back to like three examples of straight of, of great franchisees going back to Nate over in Las Vegas. He hired great people. He gave us great individuals to, for us to work with. Fun, excitement. They, they had the energy. They already like had this like fire in them, right? We just had to teach them how to work at Roma and teach them our expectations. We move over to Irvine. This is a franchisee that said, hey, Sam, I'm going to pay for them to get pre-training, get ready. So when we open up, we're kicking butt. Great franchisee. Third restaurant opening. The franchisees over at, they're called the tag, uh, the tag group, the Aurora group. They said, hey, I want to take the role and I want to make sure that we're focused on our, our training and our leadership. We have uh, folks from restaurant number one. We're going to bring them over here. They're absolutely killing it, killing it. Okay. So that's what's awesome. And that's what, how we're able to grow so quickly is by surrounding ourselves with great partners in the business. And uh, these partners in the business also communicate with me all the time. And they tell me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear. And we move a lot faster in the process of scaling and making proper corrections because they know that they can be honest with me. And they know also that I'm going to be honest with them and say, hey, that's a great idea. I really like what you're thinking about. But unfortunately, that doesn't match who we are. And uh, I have to tell you, great idea. I just don't think that's who we are or maybe that's not who we are right now. Um, and just being 
very transparent with them, I think it, it just helps us move a lot faster, right? And uh, I think that's what is helping us here. In this year alone, our goal, we started off the year in January, on January 1st with seven restaurants. Our goal is to finish off this year opening up 18 restaurants, 18 to 20 restaurants. We're gonna, we, our restaurant count will be 25 restaurants. That's what our goal is right now. But I will tell you, we go, we're focused on one restaurant at a time, one franchisee at a time, making sure that they are as best prepared as possible when they're opening up a location and um, to make sure that we have a great opening. We've, we've learned a lot also in our, in our young uh, time that we've been around. We've been around for three and a half years. We've also learned that, unfortunately, there are some franchisees that, uh, you know, weren't the best for who we are. And, uh, and that's the reason why we had to slow down on the franchising, make sure that, number one, we had the right individual um, you know, vetting these folks. So then when we met with them, they already knew who we are, what we're all about, what our goals are, what our focus is, and uh, to make sure that there's a proper fit between us and, and the right franchisee. It's crazy because so much of the success of business is about energy. And yes, there's the, you need to be able to be financially responsible and you need to have you know, leadership skills and you need to understand marketing and advertising and have those basic skills. But a lot of it, and we never put enough emphasis in this as humans because it's everyone thinks it's hokey pokey and magic, is this bond and this understanding of one, core values, um, but two is of of this, this energy of wanting to grow and wanting to do better and, and wanting to take ownership. And that is so important because what it does for a business is it creates momentum. And when people understand that you've got to keep feeding momentum because if you don't, it stops. And when it stops, if you created a lot of it over the years and you abruptly stop, your business will just have disastrous consequences. So you've got to keep feeding this momentum that Sam's talking about. It's so important. And from a franchising standpoint, one of the things is, is everyone's like, oh, get as much territory as possible. But territory is also human capital. And human capital is also in the franchisee that owns the business. Okay, so when you're acquiring things, I get it, the, the geographical growth is important. But it's also important to have the human capital assets to help with that growth. Because Many people don't realize if I get the right human capital now and it's one versus 25, let's say, franchisee, but I'm investing in the one, that one five years down the road will have more successful growth of his business, maybe as 25 locations then versus the 25 that had it. But that individual is also attracting better human capital, which maybe they go off or they become franchisees or whatever else the people that work for this franchisee or whatever the term would be. So I think that that's an important part of what's going on here. Sam, would you agree? Absolutely. I think, you know, um, the human cat, a lot of people think about their first question is how much do I need to open up a roll them up? You know, how much money do I need? And of course you need, you need money to open up anything. Okay. But one of the things that, you know, one of my follow-up questions is you're, how much human capital do you have? Do you have the right people that are going to help you 
with this dream of yours to come in as a franchisee. How, you know, what's your process in if you don't have current, you know, leaders that can come with you in this in this journey? What's your process of making sure that you bring some somebody on and, and interview with them, right? And because they will have the biggest impact on your restaurant and also us as a company, right? That's a that's a big one. And and folks don't understand, you know, how crucial it is to ask that question. If you don't have leaders that are gonna come with you in this journey, how are you gonna attract great leaders that are currently working for most likely a phenomenal brand right now? And you know, when you share with those franchisees or those potential franchisees what it's going to take to get a kick-ass operator to come with them, it, they're blown away. They're blown away at like the type of package that you have to provide for this individual. This individual is a rock star. This individual is a top free agent in, in the sports world. This is a, you know, one of those drafts that you, if you bring this person on, they will have a huge impact on your company. Guess what? You're not going to get them at a low base pay with no incentives, with no, you know, equity, with no this or that. That individual is going to stay where they're currently at. Why would they want to leave something where they're doing great, where they're appreciated, where they're respected, where they're, you know, fi finances are are great because of the great pay that they're making and the great bonuses and and whatever. Why would they leave those places? They're 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 not right. Exactly. So, so it's really interesting because like the first question that everybody asks is, how much money do I need to have to be able to be considered for to be a franchise franchisee? When uh, there's for myself, like, hey, if you're trying to get into any any business, you know, you need to have X amount of dollars in the bank. But I think also just as important, if not more important, is who's going to come with you on this journey? That's going to really help you just have an amazing ride with Roll 'Em Up. I love this. I love this a lot, and. Um... The thing about I like about roll them up also I I like the would would the energy I like I, social media I love what you guys are doing there I love the videos that I've seen with you guys in them I I like the food I think it's it's just such a brilliant concept and one of the things that I see that's going on in the growth is also like camaraderie and just everyone taking ownership in the videos and it's just so well done you would think that it's an individual entrepreneur doing it but there's this company coming in and it's very much owned by the individuals in it versus a lot of franchise that sort of outsource it and, and it's probably somewhat outsourced but you guys are the ones doing it I know that you're heavily involved in it and heavily involved in the videos that are being done for training and so I just wanted to point that out to the the audience that in today's world and and where things are going like it's so important that we don't distance ourselves from the social media anymore like we have to be a part of it because it is our brand and it is us as individuals and entrepreneurs and even as 
franchises, like it's going to come back. People still know Dave Thomas. People still know Ray Kroc. Like we just have to understand that at some point we are the brand also, you know, Colonel Sanders. And so like as entrepreneurs, we have to understand that in today's world, tying all that social dynamic, being involved in our brand, not necessarily being our brand, but also being our own brand. But it's important that we, we see all of that and we are involved in that imaging and that branding and that, that inspiration, uh, at least in my opinion. So Sam, Thank you. We, go ahead. Yeah, we have fun. We have fun. Um, again, I just keep re- referencing like fun, 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 because that's what people are attracted to. I mean, <laughs> you're not going to go and spend your time or your money or, you know, on, on some place that's boring and there's no excitement. You, we want to make sure that, you know, when we're sitting down with a potential franchisee or we're sitting down with a current franchisee, when it's uh, Ryan and myself, Ryan, uh, and also co-founder, his wife, Tiff, and we're sitting down with these folks. Look, we we want to make sure that they understand who we are. We have fun together. And on our training videos, when we're sitting down with our you know franchisees and we're doing a video with them or whatever it may be, you know, when we start shooting, sometimes I just pull somebody over. I'm like, hey, uh, we're going to shoot this video real quick. Do you mind doing this? And like, oh, my gosh, what do I say? I said, hey, say what's in your heart. Look, I have no cue cards. I'm going to mess up. It's going to be very, very authentic. And I don't want for you to say something on the video that you think is the right thing to say. I want for you to say, be honest and have fun. And. Uh, let's enjoy the moment and maybe this video we never roll it out but you can share it with your family and or maybe you know 20 years from now we'll look back at the video and go like gosh we were so young and look at this crazy energy that we had whatever it is but I want I I just wanted to come from your heart and let's have fun and understand that that's who we are Um, we're going to become more polished as we get better and but we never want to lose this part of it and, and who we are. So I appreciate you bringing that up on, on our training videos on, you know, on the stuff that we're doing as far as with our, when we go out to a grand opening, we will shoot some video, we'll take some pictures and uh, we really want to make sure that we have fun with our team, have fun with our customers, have fun with everybody that's, uh, that's around, around us with that same energy. So really uh, excited to, to do all that. Um, because that, that's who we are. And uh, Frank, I'm sorry to cut it short, but we um, thank you for coming on the show. I know we've run out of time and I appreciate everyone listening in. I love you guys. Share the episode. If you think it's doing well and you love the entrepreneurs and you support Roll Em Up Taquitos, listen, or your employees of Roll Em Up Taquitos or franchisees, whoever's listening in, you want to share the episode. You want to give it good reviews. You want to give it five stars across all the platforms. It helps the episode get out there. It helps the algorithm. It helps get... Um, the message out there, but also helps entrepreneurs out there. That's our main goal. So if everyone's listening in, thank you again. You can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts and we're out.